Hi, my name's Jeff, your friendly podcast host, bringing you positive stories from South London. We're so glad you've joined us today. This is a place for you to find out how to look after your own health, but don't worry, that's not scary because we'll be introducing you to community organisations who are out there to give you a helping hand. All organisations' features are credible, evidence-based, providing free support in London. So if you're feeling lonely, feeling lost with your health and well-being, feeling disconnected, or if you just need to pick me up from the end of a long day, this is the place for you. So sit back and get ready to listen to positive stories of resilience and community spirit and take some time to think about your own health and how the environment impacts that. Let us know what your thoughts are by commenting and like us. Please sit back and enjoy the show with love, the Community Bridges team. Welcome back to the Community Bridges Spotlight podcast. Today is episode three. And we're going to be talking to Felicia and Shakira from the Central Southwark Community Hub. Feel free to leave your comments at www.communitybridges.co.uk. Otherwise, sit back and enjoy the show. basically you're, you're just having a conversation is nice to look at the person's face it is yeah so and that's wanting the... to turn around <laughs> so let me put it in a way that the, i can be looking at you to be fair last time the debt table was here and we just had uh, the two mics and then my laptop was sat there and what because i do look up a couple of things on the website yeah, yeah. just to ask a couple of questions i kept doing this so you can hear in the recording that's where the voice the goes voice just <laughs> disappears a little bit um so even i've got to try and remember to speak right in front yeah. of you but um, it's just, it's just what it is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, once Sancho gets back in, just so we don't get the door yeah, shut yeah. halfway through, we'll just start having a chat. Uh, I'm trying not to ask you too many questions already because I don't want to re-ask you a minute. The same, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's fine. I tried for the first time. Usually, I'm terrible at um, trying to script. Um, I don't like it, and I never remember anyway. Yeah, I write things down, and I don't talk about it. <laughs> So today, I said this morning, I, it's good as it was a Saturday because I wasn't rushing around doing anything else. Yeah. So I thought, okay, Felicia, take a bit of time and look at it. <laughs> um, but as usual, I might not even look at it. Mm. <laughs> I might not, but they're more prompters so I don't forget certain things. Exactly yeah. that. That's yeah. my worst thing. I need prompters, really, because I'll think of something and it'll be something that I really want to ask. And by the time we've gone through the because conversation... Because of the conversation, yeah, that's gone, yeah. It's gone. Oh, yeah, you waste so much, but I can't remember <laughs> it all. So it yeah, I'm not, I'm not good at script. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you're from south-east London? Yeah, as it last July, Campbell Society did an article about me. Um, I'm a Campbell girl, they call right, me. Right, okay. I've never been called a Campbell girl before. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, my parents' home was in Campbell for a, until I left. Mm. But it, we, were, gonna... we were brought up in Brixton to start with. Yeah. And they moved to Campbell. You can say exactly where you are. Oh, Keep good. Keep it more like that. Yeah, okay. Just so it, it sounds like that. Okay. okay. Yeah, so um, I've been in the area. My first flat I got when I left home was in Peckham. Right, okay. Peckham Rye. I got a Fantastic. flat. Uh, well, first one was in Dulwich, and I moved to Peckham Rye after a few months. Mm. So, yeah, I've been a local person in that sense. And then my husband and I bought our first business, Rye Lane. Years, my daughter's 39 this year. And she was about four, three or four then. Wow. Okay. So we bought a, property, uh, a, we bought years, a business yeah. in Rye Lane. <laughs> and it's a different Rye Lane now. I bet it is, it's yeah. It's not I, I, the same. And we were the first, we were one, two, three black small businesses in Rye Lane then. Wow. Okay. There was none. None of them. <laughs> I bet you absolutely And we changed, couldn't yeah. afford to buy the front of the... Uh, you know the little niches that they got yeah. like the back. That's what we could. 
couldn't afford the front one. Wow, okay. But that's, yeah, it's a different place I there. bet it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say the biggest change was? If there was one biggest change, would, would, what would you say it was? Would you, do you think it's... I think the fact that there's so much small businesses, um, it's not a negative thing. Um, it would have been nice to be able to have a combination. Okay. I think it shouldn't be one or the other. Yeah. Like all the huge you. businesses moved out. The Marks mm. Spencers, the Sainsbury's, and then it's a lot of small independent, but I think we should work, strive towards getting a balance. Yeah, so you think you need some of the main high street shops. Should be there. Should be there. Should, should be there. To support yeah. the littler shops, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I can, yeah, I can imagine that. Because there isn't, they're, they're like, you've got an Argos. Yeah, that's remained. I mean, that came. That actually came. It wasn't there before, but yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's uh, boots. pretty much you it. Boots. boots is still there. Yeah, boots is there before. Um, boots is still there. Super yeah, drugs come there. It wasn't there before. You got Holland and Barrett, but oh, I mean, Holland and Barrett, I don't know yeah, who yeah. uses Holland and Barrett. If I'm honest, I mean, <laughs> I really don't. I don't know who shops in there. <laughs> Well, they're there, so somebody. Is. Someone does. Uh, someone definitely does, but I'm not. I'm not sure if I know this. I really don't. But, but yeah. It's, uh, it's so yeah, I guess I'm local to that extent. But then, at um, 30 years ago, again after a few years, I moved out of London totally. I moved to Surrey, and I returned back oh, okay. to London in Peckham when I came to work and food back at Pecan. Right, I'd okay. left for 30 years. So you left 30 years? Yeah, I've wow, just returned. Okay. Oh, you've only just come back? I've just returned, yeah, about <laughs> five, oh, six, seven, 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 eight years now. Right, okay. And, and I'm guessing that's where this all started. Yeah, I came back. Um, I was in properties and I, in the crash, I lost everything. And I just thought... 2008? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And I thought, okay, oh, and I've then spent stumble. all my life working, trying to retire at 60, and now I've lost everything. Mm. I thought, there's got to be more to life. And while I find that answer to that question, I am going to just volunteer and do what, just see what comes to mind. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I ended up managing Southwark Food Bank at Pecan. And then after a while, I realized that there's more that can be done for those people in that situation because I see the same people come back. Because that template is, um, they can come three times in six months. There isn't a support for the massage, although Pecan has other support network, but mm. the food bank itself, you come in with three, three vouchers and then that's it. And I would see them come back again six months later for another three. So mm. the people like the Rashida, uh, Shakira's and others who've got issues, um, long-term unemployed and so yeah. on. The system allows them to come three times. And what I found, when they're not coming there, they're not find, resolving the problems. They're looking for food because they need food. Yeah, looking for ways around that. They're going, yeah, so I can't come room. to you, yeah. but I'm going somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they're not resolving that issue. They're just going around looking for food. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I thought I needed to start something that I can actually work with them through that process and try and resolve that underlining cause so that they don't need food banks again. Mm-hmm. So when we take away the need to be searching for food, we tell them you can keep coming to food, provided you we're working at addressing the underlying cause. Some things we do ourselves, like we said, the holiday clubs, the confident building. We've now just started a back-to-work training, so we're helping people with actually doing work. We're doing some business developments with some of them. They've mm-hmm. got ideas, but they don't know how to turn it into a business. Yeah, a lot of people are like that. Mm. They can't. Well, find it's not taught. No one's taught how. No to, one's taught that. Unfortunately, I don't know why. Because no, that's I, what makes that's the economy what, run. The country is <laughs> true. <laughs> it's really strange. Yeah. Uh, so we decided yeah. because I've got a, a a daughter, not because she's my daughter, but because that's her passion about business and developing business. Because she's a coach, and she said to me. Well, it happened to her. She was what we all do. She did her degree, her master's, and started working. And you're working in a job that treats you like it, but you feel that's life. Because mm. mm. that's what mm. you do as adult. But he did get to a stage where he, it was affecting her mental health. Yeah. And she had to leave. 
and she started looking at how she support well once she supported herself to get out of it and then actually realized the kind of things that she needed to do she's got skills that she wanted to do but mm. now she say no one teaches you how to run a business so you think i do that for my for my uh, what do you call it for my recreation yeah actually yeah. that that's a business sorry that's, that's a business right. she's trying to sneak in but <laughs> no we're just talking yeah. Um, yeah yeah okay so, so, so she she's yeah. got into it now she she does coaching but she also helps business well her main part of coaching is developing helping small businesses yeah. to oh, develop you. their business and to to move to the next level and to really manage their their businesses mm. so she runs she started running a few courses for us for some of our clients who have got business ideas but don't know where to start from. Yeah. You can't yeah, get yeah. a job, but you can't do that. We've been doing that for about a year and a bit now, and that's been one of the most successful side things that we've been doing. So this year we've added back to work, so more uh, job search and those kind of things. But really looking at the one that's really worked well is helping people look at how to develop their businesses and just doing the right things and putting the right structures in place yeah mm. and it is really has worked yeah and so and most of the time i can imagine they only really need the support for six 12 months because That's they it. once they've once done they it for six going, 12 months yeah. they know it they've learned yeah. it it's not like and an ongoing support going, they yeah. need uh, and then they're creating a revenue. And, That's and, it, and they and don't need the help again. They, well, they also become employers, which Thank is a huge you. thing. Yeah. Um, I am recording, yeah. Are you? But it is just chatting. It will it will get <laughs> cut in and put in there, here and there. Ah. Um, I trick people like that sometimes, purely to keep it natural. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> How's people talking more natural? It does. Um, oh. God. But not all of it will go in. It will, that, yeah, those it'll be the appropriate will, one. Yeah, there's the nothing that's uh, no, secret. No. No, there's no, there's no um, secrets in there. Yeah. But we, I will just continue because I think yeah. it will just flow in anyway. Um, so yeah, th- yeah. On on that is, I, c- I can imagine that being of quite a vital part. Because like I said, it, it, the, the the key is there. Obviously, if the businesses are growing out of your organisation and being supported by that. The other people coming through your organization that might not want to go into business mm. also have employment opportunities, surely. Yes. Because yeah. it's a complete network. It's a network, um, yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah, I can imagine it being that quite powerful, really. Yeah, I, really I mean, is. I'm starting to see. I mean, the first 18 months, I can assure you, it was really scary. The first 12 months, particularly, <laughs> I left is. my paid job and I started a food bank saying I want to support the underlining courses. And then you think you've not tried it out and suddenly there's no funding, there's nothing coming your way and you have no income. <laughs> <laughs> Is this going to work? But I think after about 18 months, I started to see the results of that where you've given yeah. people that space, that time to work through the situation that's been holding them back. And now they're all right. And I, I can say now our food bank manager who you met downstairs today, um, Sandra, she became our food bank manager. She was a client, then she volunteered, and now she's our food bank manager. In fact, she's about to be promoted to a new role because of her commitment, but she came through. She was referred by a local agency. We supported her through that time, and she got her. uh, She resolved the issue Mm -hmm. that was holding her back from working, and before she even got the outcome, she started volunteering. I mean, for the last two, three years, she's been volunteering, running our holiday clubs with other mothers who mm. attend the club. So we will train them, give them the necessary training, and they'll run our holiday clubs. Mm. And this is our fourth year of running with parents who need the service, who are not entitled to work, but they're so willing to give back. It's just mm. that they just feel helpless and they feel and not know what they can do, what the boundaries are. You're not working, you're giving back. You're helping yourselves to be part of that um, instrument to resolve your situation, mm. which is really much more powerful than sitting down waiting for somebody to tell you what to do or to come and rescue you, you know? Yeah. I think that yeah. goes a long way and I've seen such difference in them and the other day on a Thursday or one of our sessions and I watched that um, particular client that's now a, a part of the team 
she was advising another client who's another volunteer was coming and I thought wow this has gone all circle round and she saw a client and she says now we need to do something about that particular client and she reeled off the problem and what we were going to do mm. to help that person and I thought if nothing else happened and I never get any more pay and <laughs> I leave it. this done. I think I've done what I started off Wow! Doing, yeah. What a nice, wow! What a nice thing to experience. I mean, yeah, many people start organisations really and don't get there. I mean, <laughs> that is good, and I think I think it speaks for itself. Um, because of the way it's set up and the way it is designed to cycle through yeah. the beneficiaries to then becoming the volunteers and, yeah. and, and, and keeping yeah. that kind of chain going. So, how long has this organisation been running for then? CSCH. Well, CSCH. CSCH. Central that. Southern Community Hub. That we're changing so, this name, aren't we? Though? We are changing it. We're currently, <laughs> um, we're currently consulting with our client groups, our volunteers, trustees, to try and see what we can do. We've had some really good response from from mm. clients, particularly. Right, okay. Really good, and we're working through the list we've got from clients. So what we've done, we've given it to now the staff and volunteer mm -hmm. team. But the, the initial name groups we got were from clients. Because what we asked them is that when you receive this service, if you were given the opportunity to name it, what would you, what did it do to you? Yeah, and so we've got it, yeah. like eight different names that they think this oh, explains how I feel when I come here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Oh, really nice. Yeah, it's a good idea. It's a good way to do it. It is a tongue twister. It is, it is, it, <laughs> it is. Really it is. is, it is. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to abbreviate it for the rest of the show. Now. I think that'd be Until fine. the end yeah. when I'll get the website, etc., etc. CHCS. So when was it formed? When did you come up with this idea? Well, I started six, 2016 December, but our charity registration came through April 2017. Okay. We were running on through. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and and what kind of obviously we touched on it very briefly a minute ago, yeah. and, and uh, we, to go into a little bit more detail though, what's the what's the impact you see from what you guys do? Okay. The biggest impact. I think the biggest impact we see is where somebody comes into you feeling as if life's not worth living because as human beings, food it's like basic should be. Mm. And when you feel that you now need to go to someone or others to get there, it's really a bad place to be. And often we see that when somebody walks in, their old perception, their old being demoralized yeah, totally. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. Apart from some cry and so on. But mm. really, you see them on the first day, and then you see them a few weeks down the line, and it's all changed. And I think that confidence change dignity is kind of restored and people start looking at themselves as a human being one lady actually said she came in the first time and she was quite miserable <laughs> <laughs> and uh, was quite ocd-ish kind of so well about okay. cleanliness this was before covid right oh, but, okay. yeah i don't want to okay. be near people because but she was actually quite miserable i think it's all to do with how her situation was getting her of course yeah and um, she was seen to the following week. It's like a different person. Was it? Yeah. And the the lead, the session lead, said to her, "Are oh, you right? <laughs> You're smiling today." And she said, "Yes, a uh, full tummy. It's a happy mind." <laughs> wow. Okay. It's something as simple as wow. that. I think. Wow. People don't realise that. She was like, yeah. she, she was so miserable the first day. And I thought, Jesus Christ, if we can get through <laughs> this, we're really good. And we did. Oh, <laughs> and then she came back just the following week and to say to be able to take food home mm. and not to worry about food for that week. And it was enough for her. She said, "You gave me nice things. I could eat. I could do." And now. I'm all right, it's a full tummy, it's a happy mind. Oh, wow, this is good. And it is seeing that difference in people, seeing that that simple transformation. I mean, apart from the bigger things where people now gain confidence and get a job mm. or gain confidence and get directed or, or signposted to agencies that help them resolve that particular problem they have, like yeah. a lot of the no recourse, a uh, number of them now have now got their papers. We work with um, Southern Law Centre and other agencies out of the borough to ensure that they are looking at ways of normalizing their stay mm. 
Um, and so many of them are coming through. I've got my papers, I've got my papers, I've got my document, everything's normal. So apart from those obvious big goals. Yeah, yeah, those just, big steps. Those are big steps, lives, yeah, really. and they take a while. But just seeing the transformation in somebody's face, mm. I think as a human being, you just know how you feel when those things aren't right. And yeah. now you see somebody who's able to smile and says, and, and you see many of our clients about two, three weeks after they've come in, they come and says, is there anything I can do to give back? So they do want to start helping Most and volunteering of our as soon as they can get they, into a place they can. As soon as they feel comfortable in themselves, can, yeah. can, we, yeah, can yeah. I come and give back? Can I do? We've got a few now mm. who are volunteering, but they're service users, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. You, so there's two, two things in that, actually. The first one is, do you find that there's such a rapid change because your organization is concentrating on the the empowerment as in explaining to people that being in a bad situation isn't actually that bad in regards to you're not less of a person yes, because you're in a bad yes, situation yeah, yeah. it just happens sometimes mm. now let's work to get you out because it, there is a lot of stigma uh, there's a lot of stigma there about is. food banks there's a lot of stigma about homelessness mm -hmm. there's a lot of stigma about mental health yeah in, and and Unfortunately, in 2020, there's still stigma about yes. physical health and yes. wheelchairs, etc., which it actually blows my mind. In, 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 if I'm honest, but we, th th it still exists. It still exists. Um, but do you think that when they come to use your service, that's that's where they are? That is the the mindset that they're in with these stigmas, and then you, your um, organisation's job not just to support them with what they need, but to get them out of that yeah. mindset. Yeah. And and that's where you that's guys start. That's definitely isn't it? where we we, we 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 want to be, which is where we strive to be. Is what the word I'm yeah. looking for. It's what we strive to do because they've come to us for food, but we want to ensure initially that they don't need that. But if all of these things are what's creating, mm. so you've got the stigma, so you're not getting the necessary help, or even knowing how to find the help because. To start with, you're not even going to the agency that can help you because you'll start all of that. Yeah, so he's yeah, working yeah. with them and looking at how we can ensure that actually coming for food, it's a sticky, it's a plaster. It's not the, it's a symptom of what the issue is. I think mm -hmm. that's the thing. So okay. let's get, yeah. let's get down to the roots. We can't solve it, but I think if we can help them to identify mm. what that is, then we can start to look for who can help in the community or for wider field. So do you guys do a lot of referrals and yeah. things like that? You do work with a lot of other organisations? Yeah, Brilliant. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And do you find it easy to interact with other organisations yeah. a lot of the time? Yeah, yeah okay. I don't find it. That's good. No, no, <laughs> cool, I, it's, an, it's a general <laughs> question because, I, I mean, I, 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 other than working with community bridges, working in business, it can, yeah. be, quite, can be quite hard working with other organisations sometimes. Conflict of interest, um, people get a bit worried about ids being nicked and things like I that think it just, still happens. Uh, yeah. i think it still happens i find uh I, I was shocked i'm from business background yeah and i found i thought charities will be because they care about people so that's going to be the same but it's no <laughs> it's a cutthroat yeah. because of funding <laughs> that's it, it so it's like funding, that because of funding you know we uh, some mm. can go as far as trying to ridicule you yeah so that they're the ones that look like they're in the right place to get, to get funding and it's a shame because it just goes against what we stand for. Well, there should be competition between charities. It doesn't make sense to have competition. It doesn't. It doesn't, but there is. And mm. because of that, charities don't. So I guess where we find it easy is because the charities we're going to for help, we're not in the same field. Yes, yeah, so, so it is referral-based. It's referral yeah, I'm yeah, going yeah. for a mental health team, so they're quite happy that I can bring people to them. Yeah, yeah, I bet, I'm yeah. going to <laughs> immigration. They're quite happy, although they're oversubscribed. But yeah, but because our fields are not the same, it makes mm -hmm. that easier. But I've got no problem at all, and I try to speak to my team or to encourage them that. I mean, our biggest goal is to, our biggest thing is to ensure that we get the help for our clients. So don't, don't hold back and... Mm. And just ask, and some organisations, especially I find the bigger ones, to get in is so difficult anyway. Do you know what, I was about to touch and base on, a, <laughs> on an organisation I know, Migrant Help, and it was only because you mentioned immigration, so you obviously work with a part, ones, a part yeah. of different immigration yeah. uh, uh, organisations to help people in those situations, but I know of one called Migrant Help now, they're quite a big organisation, mm. and it's interesting what you're saying there, because... They are, they are in a situation where 
they will get a call of someone who's claiming asylum. But if the person is not has not already claimed asylum, they can't help them. Ooh. If that makes sense. Yeah. Which I find very odd. I, I mean, I'm not <laughs> sure why it is. I'm assuming it's because of the government contracts that they yeah, actually take hold of. They can only help people who are all who have already claimed asylum. But there's no steps prior. So these people who have come into the country because they've needed to and not yet been able to claim asylum because they don't know how, maybe, mm. haven't got access to anything. They yeah, can't find anything. They difficult. can't phone anyone to ask where the food banks might be, where shelter might mm. be. They've mm. got no support until they've actually claimed asylum. So what, what would you say would be a good link and a good step for that area, I do you know? I, think I might be taking shortcuts because it's of what I know. I'm poor Sally from Salvetta, from um, Southwark Law Centre. Mm. Um, always end up in her doorstep. Yeah. <laughs> Say, Sally, I've got this problem. <laughs> what do you suggest I do or where do you suggest I go? That's always where I go yeah. to. Okay. <laughs> and then she may say, well, we've, we've got, we're full with this particular kind of group, mm-hmm. but maybe you can try here, maybe you can try there. And I basically just, I'm official as that. Yeah. Um, okay. There are some agencies we've got to know because we've worked with them a few times and yeah. we know. But for a lot of them, there is, the limitation of what mm. they can do depending on the funding they've got or numbers that they're working with yeah. caseloads there is so much of people in need but they don't have enough funding and capacity to do that so that's a big thing so you so think we, that the, the drain on it is actually outweighing the outweigh the amount yeah, yeah definitely yeah. okay so we always have to go have you got space for this person have you got space and are you able to take and there's some agencies i've been waiting for for nearly two years mm. They're doing, wow. it's an F- FGM group in East London and they're looking for a place in Southwark and uh, we've been in partner with them. We were next to go. It's over a year now and we still haven't, you know, because capacity, getting the right psychologists, getting the right team mm, together, yeah. getting the right money now to fund it, it's all that. So there's a lot of restrictions because of the, the demand outgrowing the resources the that's available. Resources, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's for that one. But for the for the others aren't so bad. Like the mental health team, they're very good in Southwark. So uh, okay. have a look. Yeah. A lot of them have got someone working with them. So it's a question of liaising with that person and mm-hmm. just ensuring that they are still getting that support and working towards a, the plan we had originally. Because what we do when they someone comes to us, we kind of assess to see what they need and we work out how often we can help them. Okay. Um, it can be once every month if they've got no money coming in at all mm-hmm. or um, fortnightly if they've got some money coming but not enough because they're paying mm-hmm. debts and so on mm-hmm. and so cases like um, mental health uh, some people are on wrong benefits so they're on universal credit where they need to um, search for jobs and they can't yeah. because of their mental state yeah, they yeah. shouldn't be on that benefit because they're not really fit to work mm. but for some reason they're on that so we would work keep them on board give them a place to come to regularly someone to talk to while a social worker or service support worker tries to change the benefit to the appropriate one okay yeah so but that takes time of course yeah, yeah. and meanwhile if they're not looking for work they could be sanctioned which means they'll just have no benefits so just stop the universal they will just stuff. stop here because they've not kept up to their agreements. even if there's been a report of it being the wrong type of application yeah right if you're on it you're saying that you're available to yeah, work yeah 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 you're right. searching for job that's what you're that's what mm, that is that's so what you're saying yeah, if you're, you're not searching for, for job then, then they stop it then they'll stop it <laughs> right, yeah okay so it's a it's question of getting that, you yeah. onto the right benefit for your condition so for that we they'll stay with us and drop into our community cafes get any everyday support that they need Mm. until that change is implemented so they can get the right benefits and move on so it's kind of different for the different groups of people of course and i guess there's a lot of different areas uh, yeah reasons for people to be in this situation yes yeah i mean what what's your ultimate vision then what would you like to see happen obviously we that's a big question because we're in a very tough year this year things have changed so i'm sure if i asked you this last summer it would have been different would have been very different but what is the vision uh for cseh and yourself um it is really basically the same, but I think I can describe it, as you say, because of where we are now in a different way. It's to see a society where we don't need food banks. Yeah. Ultimately, 
We want a society where we don't have food banks because we work with clients to ensure they don't come back to food banks. Mm. But ultimately is that we don't have food banks. And therefore there's a system in place that will ensure that people don't fall through the cracks or that we don't create developed systems or policies that says you fall through and you go to food bank. Yeah. That yeah, should yeah. never be the case. It wasn't when food bank started. It was hijacked on. Mm -hmm. When I started on food bank, um, I was a trust to trust food bank we had at um, a pecan. And the three-day policy and the six-time policies, because the then DWP uh, benefits are available, it would take you six, three days for your benefit to be resolved if there was a problem. So they gave you three days parcel. Right. Okay, that's, why. that's why. And then they will give you a maximum of 10 days because ultimately, even if you had the worst problem, it mm. would be resolved in 10 days. Okay. That's why. Yeah, now yeah. that's gone. Those benefits have gone. We don't have that. But poor food bank, because they've created a new system mm. relying on food bank without negotiating with food banks. And you can't really negotiate with food banks because food banks have been donated by people. People donate what they want. So yeah. how can yeah, you yeah, make yeah. a policy based on food banks yeah. when it's about people donating what they've got or what they There's have? There's no structure to the donations necessarily. There's That's, no structure. They can't, they can't you give what you've got. Yeah, you yeah. can't plan yeah. it. You know? Yeah, and so we've developed systems... Like based on them not taking into consideration all mm, of those mm. things so that's put pressure on food banks you know mm. but it, that that's why we are where we are but ultimately i think we should not be having food banks okay uh, there should be a cash or a voucher system if somebody's benefits not coming through but you should give them some money to go and buy food that's just 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 exactly that just making someone because say they've lost their job, really simply, no, m no mental health, no physical yeah. health problems, just been really unfortunate in this scenario this year because they've mm. lost their job. Not many jobs going around. They may have to go, I mean, firstly, you're right, 100% right in regards to really the government should be supporting them with vouchers so they can go to their normal supermarket. Supermarket and don't be looking strange. And, yeah. and this is it. And, and the thing is, as soon as that person's lost their job, they then have to start going to a food bank then you're creating the mental problem, the mental health, the issue, the the stigma that comes with yeah. it, the the depression that might then come after mm -hmm, that, the, mm -hmm. the feeling of not being being able. a failure, yeah, being and, useless. And and purely could be solved just by giving a voucher to, so they can yeah. still go to their normal shop, Tesco's. Yeah. If you want to ensure that they're not spending the money on something else, and I, I get all of those kind of arguments. Obviously, then the cash, yes, a, you give them a, a, the a cashless. Yeah. But let them be able to walk mm. in the shop like anybody else, or, or a prepaid card, any prepaid yeah. credit card, so they can't yeah. withdraw the cash, so yes. to speak. But it's not a voucher, so it's still getting well, rid yeah. of the stigma. It's still a stigma, that, but that something that yeah. they can go. Um, so why aren't they doing this? What's the challenge? What, we have what, no what, idea. Um, there are pressures for them to. I am a trustee of IFAN. IFAN is an independent food aid mm. in England. Uh, we set up about three years ago when I left Pecan. Um, food bank trust the trust had so much had so much support network for those food banks that they work that's part of their network yeah. and i did feel quite lost and i'm thinking whoa i was getting older if there's anything you pick up a phone and you phone and somebody is there and suddenly here i am an independent food bank i haven't got there i've got mm. nobody i'm on my own and then <laughs> that's i a scary place to be it was there. a scary yeah, yeah, place is, yeah. suddenly i found ifan and i think they were new then as well they're not mm -hmm. very old and so there's a lot of food aids apart from Trust the Trust. I think I found a 40% of food aids in the borough now. And so there's quite a lot of network. And in that group, I realized that they, we do not stand for, we don't support the creation of food banks. Okay, so you all are on the That's same clear. idea that you don't want to create anymore. No, you don't we want don't want an more. economy that food bank is part of. Yeah. Obviously, we're doing it because we have that situation right now. But the idea is to pursue an agenda of changing that. Yeah, so it's and, not, yeah, I understand. And yeah, I yeah. found definitely it's about that. And I know last week a letter was written to the Chancellor about looking at that system, especially now in COVID's time. Mm. We know you've had furlough, so you know that 
People are losing jobs. Have a system in place. Do you know, someone said to uh, Sandra, uh, and then Sandra's mentioned it to me actually, about the, the idea that the government are now giving companies government money to dish out to the people but there's no support for them. So the companies are actually benefiting the most because yeah. the companies are paying the furlough, but the government could just be paying the furlough directly. They Get could. rid of the companies. Yeah. The companies have to close. The people work for the state and yeah. get paid by the state. Mm. There's still state jobs that need yeah. to be done. We need, we need support in, apparently we need support in hospitals. We need supports yeah. in the police service, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but they're not. They're not actually, what they're doing is paying the, gov paying the companies who are then distributing the money for them and there's no support there's no it doesn't make sense to yeah it, it, I, guess I find that the, really it's, hard it's the mechanism they're using mm. if they wanted to pay directly they'll have to create maybe a new universal credit kind mm. of a, a system to be able to pay people so this cuts out and they're having to invest in a new system so yeah. if they pay to the company the companies should pay um the staff so mm -hmm. that way it should be easy i, I guess I don't, mm -hmm. i'm not in their brains and i don't know but i'm guessing it's something to do with limiting or making use of a an, an outlet that's already there yeah, yeah it's already okay. there so we're not expecting covid to be here forever but it's already exists so let them pay but there are organizations who have lost their who can't carry on even mm. with with that support and so we know people are coming off. We're getting people. I'm getting volunteers because they've lost their job. They're not going to be going back to work. Yeah. And we're getting people out. And we've got some that have lost hours. So you work full time. Now your company says we can take you back, but only part time. Yeah. Your rent's still the same. Your gas is still the same. And Nothing's those, changed outside. Nothing. Yeah. Those are the things we're seeing now that it's really causing a lot of concerns for age for, for people because they don't know where they are yeah of course um, yeah. yeah i can imagine it's i mean it is a tough one this year particularly um, yeah. but like i said i think we are going to get through it eventually in what, I think which, we're get through whichever it. way around it yeah, is um, whether a vaccine comes or whether people just learn to live learn with, to get it. On with yeah. it like like our animal species always has i mean it's uh it's catch too because obviously you don't want to um you don't want to, as as a as a, as a, as a whole collective, you don't want to make things worse. But we do need that um, social support and network uh, that could be long term, could be way more, uh, could have way more impact than coronavirus ever would have. Yeah. if that makes sense, yeah. uh, particularly on the younger generation. I think. Yeah. Um, not that I'm saying we should forget the older generation to uh, give the younger generation a better life, but I think there has to be an understanding of which side is going to be effective uh, or, or less effective more but mm -hmm. we'll see so so moving away from the the, the dread of this year <laughs> what is the funnest part of your day with your organization i love my team <laughs> they make me laugh <laughs> um when we started obviously that's not the same group of people i've got now mm. um because we were seeing like 50, 50 people a month a week small numbers mm. We work through with clients, so we don't have people just coming. We're working through them. Yeah. So about 50 a week. And now, at the middle of COVID, in a month, well, that would, that, that would be about 200, 150, 200 a month. Mm. In the middle of COVID, we saw 1,035. I'll never forget that figure. Wow. That Families, lot. that's not... Individuals, in terms that's of numbers, That is, yeah. Wow. Okay. That was a lot. Yeah. And what kept me going... It's the team I have. They're yeah. awesome. Um, I have work with a lot of young people. It's nice to see young people who are so passionate about the world they live mm. in. Um, we we sometimes get fooled or media tells us that, oh, they're only interested in themselves. But I had a lot of young people who came out and they were interested in making sure that they did a different, different age group as well. But there yeah. were a lot of young people... And, and oh, I don't think we give the, the, the teenage, younger yeah. adult enough credit. credit yeah, we, I we really just don't. hold we, on because of media. We've got used to that thing. We've, we've, got, we've got these images with yeah, for yeah. them and then that's it. But nah. What was it, that thing? A few years ago, I remember the military put out like this, um, these ads of like uh, 
quite negative, really. It was it was it was like game. They called them gamers, or um, um, uh, it was something. It, it wasn't quite fairy. It, it was it was something like. Um, can you remember this? Uh, yeah, I've got. A, can you remember this military advert that was out a little while ago where they and it weren't quite fairy. They called them or gamers. It was the when they were talking about the millennials and things like that. They they put. Can you remember this or not? Yeah, I can. They use some sort of kind of terminology. Oh, it was really bad. It was. It was really negative towards the millennials. It was basically saying they were um, ultimately a, a little bit weak, a little bit lonely, and, and the military could help them out, kind of strengthen them up and give them a bit of a community. And it was just a bit ridiculous, really. But, uh, yeah, I think we underestimate how much the youth, yeah. uh, particularly the 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 younger adults, early 20s, mm. uh, late teens, mm. do want to get involved, what yeah. their ideas are. With, uh, the older adult just doesn't listen to them, unfortunately. No, because you just think, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, we've got a team of really vibrant, right? yes. <laughs> where the oldest person, apart from me, is 38, and he says he feels old. <laughs> <laughs> That is a very young volunteer group. That is. It's He's good to see. He's such and he says he feels old and bumps his <laughs> you know. <laughs> and you know when the um, when George Floyd's situation happened, and mm. uh, one of the days, and a lot of them were cyclists, and oh, we're not coming today. I said, well, "Why not? We've got food to deliver. <laughs> we're going to the march." And I thought. Oh, sorry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's really nice to see them and it's nice to see that. Yeah, good. A lot of the images that we've got of people, they are stereotyped and they're not necessary. And as individuals, we should start to challenge them. We should. It's divide and conquer. That's the only reason why the stereotypes exist. That's what they do. Exist. It, That's it why exists the stereotypes, for that. Yeah, and we just keep on. And I just think uh, for all the different groups of people, class, white, working class, what's it got? That's what it's set up for. Yeah. Stop just going along with it yeah 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 exactly. stop yeah. going along with it exactly. challenge it yeah, it's we should. not it's set up as you said to divide and rule so those could carry on earning money from you of course you. yeah that's it's it's and it's got worse over the last it's couple of worse. decades it really has i think it has any i mean i've only been around for a few decades <laughs> but it has got worse but yeah so that's always fun and hearing ideas from them they'll come up and say things why don't you do it this way why don't you do that why don't you do this and it's really funny you know and there's one particular young lady she's so powerful and she says you know i should write a letter she goes i'm going to send this to this person i said no, please no <laughs> You need to Because, yeah, but that's not diplomacy. right. Let's work on that. diplomacy here a little can't bit. You can't be doing that. You can't be giving them that to me. Uh, yeah, I know. It's, it's, she, so that, probably right by all she's means. Right, she's right. She's right. Yeah. But yeah, there's ways of exactly doing it. That. Yeah. Exactly that. So, what's coming up next then? What's the next big step for CHCS? What's apart from the name change? Apart from the name change, it's um, we've got a few projects on in line. We are predominantly a normal food bank, but what we stand for is ensuring that the clients we get, we give them food that they're familiar with as well. So we kind of do a list. We've got a list of the kind of food we have and we ask them to choose what they want. So we never pre-pack bags and say you have that. But in doing so, we try to address some of the cultural needs. During the COVID, um, before that, I can't even imagine, I don't remember seeing one or more than one or two Latin Americans during the COVID, 61% of our clients became them. Wow! So we changed the menu, we not the menu, but the food we gave yeah. out because we had to buy food. Whereas in the past, we get donations, so we yeah. give out what we get. Mm. But because we had to buy food, there were some funding for to be able to purchase mm. food. And the people of Southwark were so generous, we were overwhelmed with. Good, financial good donation yeah, yeah. so what we the decision we then made we were able to purchase some things that reflected what they wanted mm, the mm. group of people we served so that was really which goes along with, uh, from our last podcast actually the yeah. last episode which was uh feed me good if ah, you've heard of them yeah I know. Uh, along so it's about picking it's the right food for the culture, cultures yeah, and things so like that's realized, important yeah, yeah we realized that we need to we, we were set up to do that but because we relied on donations, you'd really only give what you get. Yeah, we yeah, had a small number of churches who would donate to Caribbean food and African mm -hmm. food, but not as much as the numbers. Because as you know, 
the large, the amount, the most number of people who come to food bank are babe community. Yeah, the, the donated imagine. food doesn't necessarily reflect what mm. they have. And as we rely on because the donated, it's not the fame community that's given it. This yes, is the problem. Yes. So there's a, it's different food so types. So yeah. what we do, what we are able to do now is that we are looking to. We've just got a funding that we would enable us to run a pantry. Oh. Clients can buy, not buy, but contribute to membership, yeah. and they can get a number of food. So they can get with a four pounds of payment they could get food for about 15 pounds right okay that would include a lot more food that Choice. they would rely yeah. to rely on yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. so that's what we're trying to set up right now mm -hmm. uh, we do have funding for that so that's okay we're looking for venue we have got a venue we're trying to get things right that's mm -hmm. one but our biggest um shout out for now is the time of year again last year this time our lovely sandra did an interview with us again yeah it was approaching Christmas. Of course, it's the season. Christmas is a big time. It's a year. I can't believe it. I can't <laughs> it's gone believe quick. It. it really has. We have a larger number of clients, so we're looking at being able to give out 250 hampers this year. Last year was 150 we were aiming for. This year, with the pandemic, with the number of people mm. that's now coming to food bank, with what we, I mean, I think two fifty is not enough, but Hopefully we've obviously enough. got yeah, to yeah, yeah. have a cap to of it. Of course, yeah. And because as bad as it is, and and, and as um, whether we like it or not, children are being affected by it, and yeah. that's our concern for Christmas. What we don't want is any child to say, "I didn't enjoy Christmas," or "I didn't have Christmas because my parents are in this situation." Yeah. So we want to be able to give 250 Christmas hampers, which would contain a turkey or any other meat product mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. would enable the family to celebrate Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And we give Christmas toys and all the necessary side food that will make a nice Christmas dinner. We are at that, that stage again. We were just talking about it last week. <laughs> <laughs> We've identified a lead for the Christmas hamper appeal. Mm -hmm. So we are going to start asking people to make donations so that we can run our Christmas hamper. It's going to be needed even more this year. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. But I think it may be easier because we COVID has made us all aware that we need to support each other and we need to work. It's definitely showing the cracks. It has. Yeah, <laughs> it has. It has indeed. So I'm hoping that it is a question of information, mm. getting it out and saying that's the need for this time of the year for us to start to prepare for that. Yeah. Christmas is still going to come. Kids are still need, and particularly now that we've had such a hard year, uh, they need to keep their spirits up. We're talking yeah. of mental health. Yeah, Those are the yeah. things that worry parents. Yeah, I how think it is. How we get our children through this? How, yeah. we get our what, how are they going to be in a few years from yeah. the back from the residual yeah. of it? Yeah. yeah. So how do people get start donating to this? Is there a link already? There on is the a site? link on our website. Um, okay. it, it isn't a particular one for Christmas appeal. We are setting one up specially for that. So there'll be a specific but one for a Christmas specific appeal. One. Otherwise, they can go make a they donation. They can go make a do and just and say Christmas C appeal. Is it C-H-C-S-C-H-U-B.co.uk? That's the one. It will be in the links at the bottom as well, so they can check that out there as well. But no, I mean, thank you very much for coming. You it's been great. My name is Shakira Sayal, and um, um, I'm representing um, CSCH today. Um, I've actually, they've been serving me for close to four years now, I think. Yeah, and um, I've been, I've been, I felt really loved <laughs> attending um, every um, of our session and every, because apart from, because I benefit a lot from there, mm. um, apart from food bank, that we actually get um, food um, um, from, we actually um, do other activities like holiday activities. Mm. And very recently as well, because they're very inclusive, recently during the COVID, I was pregnant and I got food delivered to my home because I was moved about um, by, you know, like housing bits. And I, I, I used to live in Forest Hill. Okay. And I got food delivered to my doorstep for that period 
so amazing. It makes it a little bit easier. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. So it, they, they did so well for me. Good. I'm just going to introduce that other sound in the background, which okay, is, that's fine. which that's is, I, I hope I get this right. Aisha. Is it Aisha? Aisha. Yeah, yeah. Aisha. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Okay, amazing. so we do yes. have a baby with us. Yes. Which is the little <laughs> squeaky noises we can hear in the background. I'm sure that's going to sound very cute over the okay. over the course of this, so no problem. That's okay. Uh, but I thought it'd be if the audience might wonder if we didn't introduce her. So oh, I thought okay. I'd better introduce her before anyone oh. uh, wondered. So, so how did you hear about and find out about the organisation? Were you involved with it before it became what it was? Because I know it kind of evolved into what it was, hasn't it? From a food um, bank. Is that right? Yes, yes. Um, well, I, I normally attend another group um, um, with PACT, Mom Space. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you're aware of PACT. Parents we are. are coming We've worked together. with them before, yeah. yeah so yeah. Um, I got referred okay. um, from PACT to um, CSCH. Yeah. And that was it. Uh, and then you've Everything stuck with them ever since. Yeah, okay. Yes. Right. Okay. And and when was the first time you went to them? Then was that a few years ago? Recently? Is yes. It not recently. Yeah, it has been. A few <laughs> like years I said ago. earlier, uh, nearly four years now. Because yeah. we've okay. we've done a lot. We've done a lot. Um, Christmas activities, of holiday activities, mm -hmm. and if not because of COVID, we, you know, during holiday, my children used to look forward to um, going. Um, to like we've been to House of um, Parliament, we've okay. been to different places, you know. Oh, brilliant! So you <laughs> yeah. did quite a lot with them outside of, yes. of, of obviously the food bank, which I know where. Yeah, it started, not only so. food, not only food, so, so many activities. So. Oh, brilliant! Okay, yeah. which is good. I mean, I mean that's why it all came about, I guess. Yeah, uh, seaside. It, it was the idea farm. to. To move away it. just from giving people the food and, mm -hmm. and actually doing things with them, True. which is which is what's important. That's kind of like mental um, um, development yeah. of um, their service users as well. Yeah, of yes. course. Yes. And, and why? So you worked with um, the organisation before and got referred over. Why did you start getting involved with this organisation? Was it to find something different and, and to get involved with new people? Or was there a particular service you was looking for that they offered? Yes, I, I, I guess it's just because of what I was looking for that they offered me. Yeah. Because they offered me everything. Every time I go there, I feel at home. I feel I can actually... It's You know, there has, before then, I've actually been to some food banks that all you just do is just get in, get your food parcel, mm. and that's it. Okay, maybe they'll just pray with you afterwards. But with this one, you get kind of like advices as well. Okay. Like Felicia actually, actually gives us like you know like she's a mother she advises us she empowers us as well because there are so many things that we do like yeah. the hair i've got yeah. my head yeah. i learned how to make it in one of our sessions you know right okay <laughs> so it's every aspect of life it, yes. it, it helps with right. yes okay. yes oh brilliant so what would you say your favorite part of this was then obviously i mean it all sounds like you said you're now taking home and doing your own hair in different mm -hmm. styles mm -hmm. but have you got a particular favorite part of the organization here the fact that they're very inclusive, I love mm. it. I've got a child that is autistic. Okay. He's nine year old, and every time I take him there, I I don't feel I feel safe. I don't feel intimidated. I don't feel like oh, um, I don't feel judged. Like mm. oh mm. oh, because I've got a child that I've got needs, yeah. then I won't um I won't be feel. I always feel very free. Mm. And very recently, um, I was actually got um, I was actually um, supported with um, a, care, a carer to go out with us during oh, our brilliant. activity year, yeah, yeah. Which, which made my life really easy. Yeah, I bet it does. And, it, and I think it's easy to forget that parents uh, with kids who ha do have special needs mm. need a bit of support as well. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, it's, uh, yeah, I, I, can, I can imagine how nice that was actually, <laughs> yeah, which does make the difference. I can yeah. see why you're sticking with it. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so, have, did you before you got involved with these guys? Did you find that there was a bit of a lack of that extra support? Of like course. you said, not just from the food banks though, from other organisations as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. That's something that people aren't really looking at, I guess. Then, and there's a bit of a sticking point. Yeah, yeah, of course, because I've actually um, before um, I say um, attend the mom space, I'll do that. I'll say that there used to be another organisation which I attended um, before they shut them down. The, it's called Kids Company. 
it's kind of like so many people attended there mm, mm. and um before i attend i went there because of my son yeah to be honest i didn't go there for any other thing because i was just like oh my son my son i just need that support i mm, need mm, where mm. to go no papers and everything i just need someone to to be able or an organization that can actually put me through how to get yeah. things for my son you know support the right yeah. support and but i didn't get it i didn't get it then i didn't get it i got like food beat and all but yeah. i didn't get what i really because and so many people got it mm. so it wasn't kind of like the, a general thing some people got it mm -hmm. but mm. i didn't get it yeah. i don't know if you get my point yeah 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 but okay. unlike okay. when i got to cseh you know the 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 words of encouragement alone made me like okay this is my place yeah this is where i need to stay you know i don't need to go about and start looking for this is it yeah that's where you start can, so what are your next steps with them then obviously you feel like you're going to stay with these guys for yeah yeah, a while yeah. are you getting involved in other aspects of the organization and and, and things like that what's the next uh, well um i've got little ones now mm. yeah so when my children are kind of like in full um education full yeah, time yeah. i don't mind um volunteering mm -hmm. supporting them you know like even if i'm actually blessed tomorrow who knows <laughs> i don't <laughs> mind contributing honestly i i don't mind because they've they've actually touched my lives uh, my yeah. life they taught my children's lives so i i'm really hoping and praying for when that will happen good that's uh i i, I can imagine that's uh a really powerful thing to go through an organization and then be able to later on in life actually volunteer with them yeah. to help the next yes. people who might need the help yes. which is yes. really important mm -hmm. yeah definitely mm, thank so, you so what's your kind of experience with um like like the way it's affected uh, you, you touched on it briefly earlier you said about mental health and how yes. it, it isn't just about giving you food which obviously we all need mm -hmm. it's about supporting people in their mental health as well <laughs> which is, is that the main aspect of health that they kind of concentrate on or, or is there a big physical health aspect they work on as well with you do, do they work on both sides is it quite inclusive of both sides as well or and it's when you say both sides they touch the general aspects not yeah. just not just physical or mental every day mm, okay it. um because like i said earlier they empower us as well mm. you know that actually goes a long way isn't it if i want to yeah. make this air now it will cost me a fortune which i cannot afford mm. so <laughs> like it's paying expensive. someone These yes. like it really it is. is i mean yes. i obviously i don't have much hair to <laughs> to do mine's extremely yes. cheap if i'm honest yes um but i know it i know it is very expensive a yeah. friend of mine's a hairdresser so it's yeah. it's it's every every act every every aspect in general let me just say, let's generalize everything. Yeah. Because um, I got there one day and I was so emotional. I was really, really down. I was so bad. It was so bad mm. that they had to go and call her out from the office. And I was pregnant and she spoke to me, prayed with me. Yeah. And I felt relieved. It was just like a big load that was taken off my chest. So yeah. spiritually, everything is just, as I said, general. Let's generalize everything. Don't say <laughs> physical that, yeah, or, no, yeah, I agree. or mental yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Perfect, okay. So what can you say to others in a similar situation? How would you say to get involved? What would you say to, would, to make the first step for them? How would you help them out now? Well, I'll say um, they, they just need to um, go for the right, try to get the right, um, what is it called, organization to put you through. Mm. yeah and um as soon as you actually are able to identify the right you don't need to keep going about just try to get focused contributing every way you can because we are on the cseh mm. i always say that to my <laughs> <laughs> that we are on cseh we we need to do uh, we need to work together yeah. for the development of that organization so i'll say they're not alone and things are actually going to get better <laughs> with time. <laughs> I think a and lot of people are hoping for that. Yeah, they yeah. should be positive. They should be positive. I guess that's such a hard thing to remember for the people at the minute is that they're not alone. 
there are a lot of people in their situation because they're not talking to people but things are different this year so I can imagine it being even harder to get in touch with these organisations and, and find out where they are, who, who, how to get involved, mm. who, who they will get involved with. Mm. I can imagine that being quite difficult, yeah. Mm. Um, but like you said, it is going to get better. Yes, and, and hopefully we c- it, it gets better sooner rather than later. Yeah. Because I, sorry, I just want to chip this in. Of course. Because I remember yeah. when my son was diagnosed, yeah? And I was like, oh my God, why me? What am I going to do with this? And, you know, I, I didn't know about CSH or any other organization. And one of one other parents that had similar experience was mm. not like, you're not alone. <laughs> so that word is always like, put me like, you're not alone. Just keep pushing and it will only get better anyway. Yeah. It won't get worse. So I'm being positive. So. No, exactly that. That's well. The key. <laughs> Shakira, I think I think we've yeah, it's been brilliant. Thank, Thank you very you. much for coming to see Thank us and sharing you so your story, much. okay? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. She contributed. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I usually she <laughs> Well there you have it. Thank you very much Felicia and Shakira for joining us today from the Central Southwark Community Hub. You can find them on Instagram at C Southwark Hub or you can find them on Facebook at Central Southwark CH. All the links will be in the bio below, but make sure to check out the www.communitybridges.co.uk for upcoming events and what's coming out next week. Otherwise, enjoy your week and we'll speak to you soon.